and welcome to another edition of Sunday Stories, where we tell the stories of the people who make North Church Guthrie such a special place to be. I'm your host, Corey White, and we're joined by our guest this week, Albert Andrietta. So, Albert, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're grateful for you. Um, first, let me start by asking you a question I ask most people. How'd you get involved with North Church? Uh, we moved to Oklahoma in uh, 2019, early early in 2019, and we visited uh, several churches in uh, the Edmond area and uh, in Guthrie. And somebody said something. Had you had you tried North Church? And we said no. So we went that Sunday. We were met at the back door by Pastor Hetty and uh, Cody Stewart, and it was just that this was home, and we knew it. What do you uh, What do you do for the church? Uh, I well, I started out where uh, I was on the safety committee, which I still am, and uh, then we were asked to take over the uh, usher uh, staff in the uh, prayer uh, ministry, and so that's me and my wife Carol. We we oversee it, and we just have wonderful people that help us. And I mean, all all we have to do is just kind of be there and it all works out great what is it about north church what what makes north church special you know north church is is a very very different church because they love everyone there there are no exceptions and you you are you are met like your family and and some some places say that they do but north church truly does truly truly does what is uh what is your what's your day-to-day look like what keeps you occupied besides church anything uh oh i mean we we live on an acre plus uh in the country we we built a new house and uh so we've you know there's a lot of things that keep me keep me busy i i enjoy guns so i've i've got a couple guns and i go shooting and i got my dog and so we, we stay busy for, for retired people. <laughs> what, uh, how long have you lived in Guthrie? Uh, 2019. We love Guthrie. The only thing, if I had to say anything negative, is they do not have a Kroger store. And I know a lot of people is going to find that funny, but we were so addicted to, we like to eat. And we like our good grocery stores, and there's only, in Guthrie, there's Cash Savers and there's Walmart. That's it. And so, but I mean, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just an adjustment. That's all. Yeah, trust me. I live right next to, to Target and a Home Depot, and I love it. Yep. So, you know, because <laughs> I'm not much of a planner, so I'll go for, you know, one thing and then leave. I'm not, I'm not shopping for a week. It's exactly. It's just, just the nature of me. Uh what uh, tell me about just what you did before you retired? What what is your what is your life? What did your life look like? What, where your career and, and and just give me your story. I was I was a busy man. Uh, I worked. I started out. I worked at uh, a power plant, uh, utility, and was in operations. I retired from there uh, as a unit operator, which that's that's as high as you could go. We we directed the electricity where it was to go. I mean, it was a lot of responsibility, a lot of stress, and uh, I, I did it for 10 years, and I, I took early retirement, got out. Uh, 
we were a structure fire department there, and I was also on that department. And in the meantime, we lived in a smaller town, and I joined the fire department there. And uh, I ended up was uh, uh, in EMS for over 20 years, uh, a paramedic, as well as a firefighter, and retired out as assistant chief of the department. And then when we left to went to Texas in 07, uh, I got on with Methodist Hospital and was in uh, what they call uh, materials management, supply chain management. So I was over all the supplies, and it was easy because being an EMS, I knew what all the equipment did, how it functioned. So they scooped me right up. And uh, I was at Methodist McKinney for five years, and then Baylor, Scott and White come and got me, and uh, I was there for seven. Seven years, I was in the ICU department. I would go in and out surgeries, and uh, doctors would be always getting a hold of me, surgeons, and I'd scrub up and go right into the OR, and they'd say, you know, we need this of equipment and this, and can we get it? And I'd have my tablet and my laptop and checking, and it was it was great. It was interesting, and uh, but uh, some health problems uh, made up my mind that it was time to time to retire, and I got out just before COVID, and that was that was a blessing, because the people that I worked with, I, I keep in contact with, and they said it's just it's horrible. I mean, it's just, and I mean, it's, it's not the employer. It's yeah. just the it's nature of the beast. In, in, in medical, yeah. in any medical field, just like many different industries right now, it's just a very difficult time. I mean, it's a difficult time to be a teacher. It's a difficult yeah. time, uh, you know, to, to be in the medical profession as well. So yeah, obviously nothing. It's just, it's life. Sometimes it life throws things at you. You know, uh, Albert, you and I know each other well, and, and one thing you've shared with me that is important to you is is that you're sober. And I, I want to ask you about that and what that means to you. My sobri- sobriety? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I come from, and I mean, you know all of this, but I came from uh, an Italian-American family and uh, second generation, and uh, there was wine, there was alcohol on our table, 24-7. It, it never went away. Wine was always there. We always had beer in the refrigerator. And so it wasn't anything uncommon. It was just something that you did. Well, just about everybody in my family have alcohol problems, but refuse to see it. And when I accepted Christ back in 1993, uh, he, he told me that he was going to walk me through my relationship with him. And okay, so I drank for a year and a half or so after I accepted Christ. And I worked swing shift, and I was working midnights. And at one o'clock in the after, afternoon, uh, 1995, July 31st, the Lord woke me up, and and I mean, people can believe or not believe, it doesn't matter, but I heard God's voice just as clear as I hear your voice now, and... His, he, his voice probably sounded a little... It, you know what? <laughs> it, it, elegant, it, it was a voice, and, and it had a statement, and he said, do you remember the promise you made me? And I said, I do, and he said, 
then today's the day. And I said, okie dokie. I said, you know, it's one o'clock. I said, I need to sleep a few more hours. I had to work that night again. And he said, I want all of the alcohol out of the house and I want it out now. And you know what? I learned that you don't make a deal with God. If he tells you something, it's, it's best to be obedient and do it. So long story short, I tossed and turned for a good probably two, two and a half hours, about 3.30. I finally just threw up my hands and I said, fine. I said, I'll get it done. So I got up. My oldest daughter was home and our youngest son. And, and I told, told Sarah, I said, all the alcohol has to go right now. Well, she reaches over and she pinches me. And I said, what was that all about? And she said, I wanted to make sure you were awake. And she's crying because she was so happy because they, they'd wanted me to quit for a long time. And it got to the point where I was sneaking around. It was, it was ridiculous. But they dumped all the alcohol out, everything. I went back to bed, slept like a baby till about 7 o'clock, got up, never touched another drop of alcohol since July 31st, 1995. How has that decision, and it's a decision you made. Um, you may you may not have another choice, but you did have. It, I did. It was a decision. Uh, how's that? How's that transformed your life? Totally, absolutely, totally. Uh, I was I was I was a Christian, but I was a baby Christian, and we went to a small church, about five hundred, and there was always this group of people that sat on the right-hand side of the church. They, they never communed with us. They always stayed in their little group. So one of the days I just was walking over there and I said, you know, what's, what's the story here? And they said, well, we're recovery. Well, I didn't even know what that meant. And they told me, you know, that they had drunk or, or did drugs or whatever. And I said, well, shoot, you know, I drank, I drank a case of beer a day. And Carol swears up and down on days off, I drank more. But I was a functioning alcoholic. I just, I had done it from probably the age of seven to eight years old, from drinking wine off a table to quitting at 33 years of age. And it was something that just was natural. And so they looked at me and they said, you drank a case of beer a day? I said, yeah. And so Carol, she was coming walking by and I just looked at her. And I mean, I didn't need any reassurance, but... It, they needed something that confirmed what I was saying was true. And so she said, yeah. And uh, they said, well, you're an alcoholic. I said, oh, no, no. And because that was a word that I never do. I was an alcoholic. I just, it was just a natural thing. So I'd, I'd done quit, quit for two years. The Lord had taken it away from me. This was like in, well, that was in 95. So it was like 97, somewhere in that neighborhood where they confronted me with this. So anyway, I started going to Alcoholics Anonymous, not because of me, to encourage the, the people that I had met and to listen to their testimonies you know what? I mean, maybe this is a big testimony to some, but the testimonies that I sat and, and heard where I wasn't down and out. I was, God pulled me from a place where I had no business being, but he didn't pull me out of the gutter. I wasn't in the gutter. It was, I was, I was doing fine in my own mind, but 
he wanted something much better for me, and and that's what he's done. He he's put me in a uh, a location where people I can help people, and my mentor, the the pastor that that I went was at the church where I got saved told me he said God uses everyone for something and he said God couldn't use me he said like he can use you I have never tasted alcohol he said but these folks that are going through withdrawal they're going through alcohol problems he says, you can talk to them. You can get down on their level. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that you ever, you ever hear that saying about, uh, you know, the Indians used to say, you know, walk a mile in my moccasins and, and you, you know, you'd look at things different. It's true. You know, if you've never had an alcohol problem, if you've never drunk, been drunk on your butt and can't remember how you got home and you drove a car, that's an eye opener. And it's, the Lord has used me. And it's, it's been over 25 years now. And he still uses me to, to talk to people, to reassure people that it can be done, you know? And sometimes God doesn't deliver like he did me. I never went through DTs. That's like the counselors on that. They, they found it very hard to believe that how could you just drop that amount of alcohol in your body and not have DTs? I don't know. I have no idea. But God knows, and, and God took care of it. And, and I take no credit, no nothing. The only thing I'll take credit for was obedient to what I was obedient to what God told me to do that day. And I never look back. And I, I never suffered consequence, and I was very thankful for that. So, yeah. Uh, what, what, somebody, what advice do you give to somebody who's struggling uh, with, with, whether it be substance abuse or alcohol problems? Uh, you know, and, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but if, if you get honest with Jesus, if you get honest with God and you tell him, God knows everything there is about us. Every hair on our head, he knows. All he wants to do is hear it from his children. If, if you're having trouble, talk to the Lord. And then reach out. I mean, it's, it's no secret. It won't be any secret now that, I mean, that this, this is going to be on the air. Come to me. I'm not saying I know everything, but I know one thing is, and, and, and you and I had discussed this once before, but... I never went back to alcohol. God took cigarettes from me, nicotine too. And I was on a structure fire one night and it was a nasty one. And somebody offered me a cigar and some foolish reason I took it. And I was right back. I don't do things in moderation. And I was right back on nicotine. Well, you chose, and these were almost the words I heard from God, very loving, but you chose to get back into that boat. So now you get to be, get back out of that boat on your own. And, and it was, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And, uh, so I tried quitting and, uh, so we're, we're out in the backyard. We lived out in the country and we had a septic system. And so we're looking for the end of the pipe, me and my son. And 
I guess my temperament was just shy of a grizzly bear. And uh, finally, my son got nose to nose, nose with me, and he said, look, he said, I know you're having problems, and I know you're going through withdrawal, but you've got to get off my back. And it was instant, absolutely instant. God took the temptations. God took the withdrawal, everything. There's no other way to explain it. And it was, it was gone. And, buddy, I never touched another dip. I never touched another cigar. Nicotine is not a lot different than, than meth drugs, alcohol. Habits are habits, and, and breaking them is, is difficult. But if your heart is sincere and you want to lay it down, I guarantee you that God said, I will never leave you or forsake you, and he meant that. And, and he's proven it to me over and over and over. Now, don't get me wrong. Life isn't a great big bowl of cherries, you know. I mean, I go through problems just like everybody else. But when you got God walking with you, makes a whole, whole different, different walk. It's good. I, uh, I know that uh, mentorship is, and for those, Albert is actually my uh, North Church mentor. So. Uh, we just, you know, we've been meeting for the last couple of months, what, three, four months probably? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, every every week or every other week. And uh, I know that's important to you, uh, discipleship and mentorship. And I, I think I said mentor and I meant disciple. But uh, why is that important to you uh, as, as a person? You know, I, I think the main thing is, and not to sound corny, but... I, I don't want people to make the same mistakes that I've made. And by helping and walking through a, a lot of people, you know what gets me through the day is I read, I read the Bible and, and I read a lot. And, you know, you had David, you had Abraham, you had Moses, you had Lot, you had Gideon. These were just ordinary people that made ordinary mistakes, and God used them as huge leaders and mentors of the time. That's all he's doing today. If you will be obedient to what God says God wants you to do, and it's, it's pretty clear in the Word, and he will walk with you, and whoever you have walking with you they're going to see it. And the, the, the biggest compliment that, that I get from time to time is, I want what you have. And, buddy, you, you want to talk about, usually I can't even get in the room because my head gets so big. But it's not really. <laughs> but it, uh, it makes you feel well that, that you're, you're doing things right. And you're doing things right according to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am. You know what? He is the creator. We don't have the mental compensation to make up how big our God is. And that's why I learned a long time ago, instead of telling God how big my problem is, is I tell my problem how big my God is. And he's got it. And he will take care of it. And he does. It's good.
That's good. I, I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw your services out there. But uh, if, if anybody out there listening needs a, a mentor, I would highly recommend Albert. Thank you. And just a wonderful joy, for me personally and selfishly, to get a chance to meet with you on a, on a weekly basis. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so impressed by you, and I'm so grateful, uh, for our relationship. You're also uh, you're going to do the uh, North School of Ministry. Yes. Tell me about that. Your decision to s- decide to do that. Well, this will be our third week. Uh, we we did the one at the campus, and then we did a Zoom call uh, last Tuesday, and then we'll hopefully be at the campus on Tuesday. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, the first first week, and even the second week, I thought I bit off more than I could chew. I I really did because there is a lot of reading. But this is something not for, and, and please don't take this wrong, the casual Christian. This, this is somebody that wants to dig in and you want to change your life. And, and one of the ladies that, that's in our room made a statement that almost overwhelmed me because she said, my husband did this Tuesday, two years ago, and he is a changed man. And she said, I want what he has and I'm sold I'm in and you know eight books or no eight books I'll get through it and I'm not a fast reader and and I I have a little bit of trouble but you know what the people that got up there and talked to us they didn't seem like they were fast readers either and it looked a little you know took a little bit for them to comprehend what was what was being read so I figure it, it all falls back to if your heart's right and you want something bad enough, God can open doors that no one else can. And so I, I am. I'm, I'm looking so forward to it. And, and the people that we have in our, our little group, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting to know them and, and fellowship with them. And, and it, it's, it's starting a new chapter. And, and I'm excited. I, I really am because uh, there isn't there isn't too many things that you can do that you don't grow stale and stagnant. But if you grow stale and stagnant as a Christian, you're not trying hard enough, and and you're not doing what what God's given you to do because he he puts plenty out there, but there's just sometimes well we're too busy. Are too busy for God. Yikes. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, and I've been there. I'm not throwing stones at anybody. I'm just, I want, I want to, I want to get better. And, and I want to, I want to hear the words, well done, my favorite servant. That's what I want to hear. And I don't, I don't think everybody's going to hear those words. Not that we're not going to heaven. I'm not saying that at all. But you got to go over and beyond to achieve, I think, what, what God really wants us to achieve. And the blessings just keep flooding in. And why wouldn't you want that? But it's work. It's work. And, and that's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not denying that. I mean, it's, I've had to, I've had to put gun smoke on the back burner and bonanza on the back burner and, <laughs> and read, but it's okay. That's right. It's yeah. okay. Like anything else, anything worth it in life is a challenge and yeah. it comes with hard work. I want, I want to ask you a little bit about your family. Uh, tell me about your, your wife, Carol. 
I'll tell you what, I was blessed. Uh, I went through a marriage of six years, and it was it was awful. But the only thing was, is two two beautiful children was was brought out into that relationship. But when I met my wife, I met, I met her on a Sunday. I told my brother-in-law as we were going home, I said, I'm going to marry that woman. And three years later, we were married. God put us in our path. Uh, she she is my rock. I mean, there I'm sure everybody all says the same thing, but she truly is. She's strong. Uh, she, she lets me get by with some things, but important things that that just are unacceptable. It ain't happening. I mean, it, it's just not happening. And uh, and it's I. I would I couldn't even begin to think about doing life with anybody else, and we we've been uh, we just celebrated our 26th year, and uh, just you don't know let's see 26th 25th uh, yeah 26th and uh, wonderful absolutely but you know downfalls up falls medium falls pitfalls but you know what you're in for the for the long haul and that's what we both and I was very fortunate that this time I married a wonderful lady that believed in the sanction of marriage and that meant she had been married before and so had I and this is it you know we we did it on our own the first time and we made a mess out of it and we did it with God's will this time, was married not only in the church, had the reception in the church, invited the whole church for, we, we did the, the reception ourselves. So we had two to 300 people. We did not have singers at our wedding. We sang worship songs and everything was dedicated to the Lord. And he has just blessed us abundantly. So we've got five grandchildren, four children between the two of us. And I'll tell you what, they, they talk about blended families. Easy? No. Doable? Yes. And, but do it without God? Good luck. But it's just, you're talking to somebody that has finally realized at 63 years old, almost 64, that if you don't have God, that's that hole that you're trying to fill with either drugs, alcohol, money, gambling, pornography, something you're trying to fill that hole with. And if you put Jesus in there and the Holy Spirit, nothing needs to be filled. And you listen close, <clears throat> you, you can hear the Holy Spirit's voice. And and I've, I've heard it many times. And sometimes I hear it and for some foolish reason I choose to ignore it but I know it's never gonna, never gonna be a good thing so I've got smarter <laughs> in my old age so it just I just you know what I just encourage everyone just to to come to North Church and give it a try see see what you think see for yourself this isn't, you, you don't have to believe me. Just, just see for yourself. 
and I, I think you'd be amazed at the love that that's bursting from the seams from that church. Well, that's about as, uh, about as good as I can take <laughs> we'll, we'll close on that note. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate your friendship and your mentorship and discipleship as well and, me and, and the time you spend with me. So I do appreciate that more. That is Albert Andrietta. Yes. And, uh, that's, uh, he was our guest today on Sunday Stories, presented by North Church Guthrie. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Sunday Stories. We'd love you to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. North Church services are live streamed on Facebook or YouTube. Or you can join us for a live physical service every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11. North Church Guthrie services take place at 2219 Woodlawn Avenue, just off of I-35 and Highway 33. We'd love to see you there. And as always, love God, love people, and follow Jesus.